Welcome to Central Baptist Church's Sermon Podcast. This program features the preaching and teaching of Corey Ramirez, the pastor of Central Baptist Church of Little Rock, Arkansas. In God's Word, you will find the encouragement needed for today. And now, here is Pastor Ramirez. We're going to be in Genesis 45. We have uh, this morning and then next Sunday, we have a series on Joseph, Lessons from the Life of Joseph, where we've just taken uh, portions here and looking at uh, what we can learn from Joseph. And this morning will be uh, God's Work in a Life, is the title of this, God's Work in a Life. I'll begin by saying this. I'm, I'm not a, I guess you would say, someone who organizes too much. There are some that organize a lot more than I do. But I do like to plan out things to an extent, as far as especially pastoring. And uh, I pray over things and try to plan out messages, sermons, Sunday school classes, and different things. And I'm the type of person that likes to at least, I know I can't know the future, but I like to plan out as much as I can and, and say, Lord willing, Lord willing. Uh, and I know there are some pastors who plan out a year in advance. Some go two years if they can. And then I know some who they're not going to know what they're preaching until that morning. And uh, then the Lord leads them. And, and by the way, that's how God has made us different. Uh, all people are different. Some most fall in between there as far as pastors are concerned. Uh, I say that to say this. Last year really threw me off with COVID and everything hitting and services being canceled and having to make all these adjustments. I could not imagine what Joseph went through. Okay? And that's where we're going to bring it here this morning. I could not imagine what Joseph went through uh, as far as his life. You know, the Bible tells us that God gave him some dreams ahead of time. Gave him some promises that he could hold on to. But didn't tell him all that would happen before those were fulfilled. And I imagine Joseph was probably happy he didn't know all that was going to take place in between the promises and the fulfillment. Uh, I look at my life and there are times I look back and I think, you know, I'm glad the Lord didn't share that with me until it was time to deal with it. Uh, And so we find this morning that God worked in his life through all of the trials, through all the troubles to bring him where he wanted him. And that's what we're going to talk about this morning is God's work in a life. I have three thoughts for you for those who take notes. We're going to talk how God directs the plans. Okay, God directs the plans. We're going to say that the the people can plan, but God directs those plans. God is the one who is in control. And then secondly, we're going to talk about the fact that it's God who develops the person. And God knows the best way to develop anybody. To make them into what he wants them to be so they can glorify him. And that's what he did with Joseph. And then thirdly, we're going to see that God is the one who determines the path. Where to go, when to go, and even the destination. And so we're going to find out this morning, I hope and pray, that a lot of it is just trust in the Lord as we go through life. And knowing that he will work things out according to his will. So let's look at this here. We've read the passage, and I'll, I'll be looking at it again. Primarily the verse we're going to focus on is verse 8. It says, So now it, it was not you that sent me hither, but God. And he hath made me a father to Pharaoh, and lord of all his house, and a ruler throughout all the land of Egypt. So this morning, let's get started on our first thought here today. Let's talk about how God is the one who directs the plans. God directs the plans. I want to begin by saying this. There were some plans made by people in this passage. Uh, Well, maybe not this passage, but previously in Genesis. And those plans were the plans of his brothers. Uh, We know they were the ones who grabbed him. Threw him into the pit, 
uh, and eventually sold him. Now, they sold him for selfish reasons, by the way. Uh, They wanted to be rid of him. They despised him. They were upset at him. They were bitter towards him, and so they wanted to get rid of Joseph. And the Bible even tells us they did it for monetary gain. They had planned to kill him, or that was a thought. They were going to actually slay him. That had come up. But instead of killing him, one of them pointed out and said, Hey, you know what? Why don't we make some money off this and just sell our brother? And that's what they eventually did. And so they sold Joseph into slavery. Uh, I imagine they thought they were rid of Joseph forever. They probably thought this would never come back to haunt them. Uh, they had concluded the matter. He was gone. Who knows where he was going to be. But I imagine they, when they sold him to the Ishmaelites, they, they probably made sure he, they were going the opposite direction and they were going uh, far away from them. And that's where Joseph was taken into Egypt. And so I imagine they were certain he'd never survive. Or if he survived, he would not escape slavery. We, we won't see our brother again. This is settled. That leads me to my second thought here. And that's the plans of providence. The plans of God. It's been said, maybe you've heard this phrase, I've read it several times. I, I don't know who to credit the credit with the quote because I've read it so many different locations and places and heard it. Uh, but it's been said that man plans and God laughs. Have you ever heard someone say that before? Man plans and God laughs. Uh, I think the point being that we can make all these grand plans, we can have all these ideas, but in the end it's God who determines what takes place. It's the Lord who works. And in this case... God had different plans than his brothers had. I don't know what Joseph thought, but God even had plans for Joseph that Joseph did not know about. And God had these different plans. The Bible tells us, we've read here, verse 8, Joseph now is looking back. And by the way, I have found in my life, when I'm going through life, it's sometimes difficult to see the will of God. Uh, you know, you may have to make a decision, business decision. You may have to make a, a move of some type. Uh, you know, sometimes we're praying for God's will, and it's difficult to see it. We want to make a correct choice. We want to do what's right. And sometimes it's difficult to see that. Let me encourage you with this. Uh, as far as seeking God's will, make sure you read the Bible. That's His revealed will. And make sure whatever decision you're going to make is not going contrary to anything God has taught. In other words, make sure there's no sin involved, any immorality, anything like that. And then if God, if you're good with that, then you seek God as far as His peace, as far as a good conscience. We find that in the book of Romans, Paul talking about that. Uh, In other words, if you're going to go, go by faith, trusting that, hey, I can make this decision, there's nothing wrong, God's opened these doors, I can do this, and then you go. And, And that's how you... You know, seek God's will. Now, that being said, we still don't know everything that's going to play out. Uh, I've done that before, and then the next day I thought, wow, uh, I didn't count on this. But if you do that and you trust God, you know you're walking with God. Here's the point I'm making. I have found in my life it's easier to look back and see God's will in my life than when I'm going through the trial. There, I can look back at my life now, and I can see times where I, I didn't know how God was leading. But I can look now and see, that's how God led me here. That's how he wanted me to get here. I didn't know that. Uh, I didn't know he wanted me here at this time or, or in this location at this time. But God did. And God brought me here. And that's what we find here with Joseph now. He's looking back and he's saying, you know, God is the one who brought me to Egypt. Yeah, you sold me. But God worked. He wanted me here for a reason. And so Joseph was in Egypt because God wanted him there. Uh, here's a thought for you. And I'll put it this way. You know, sometimes we might be surprised by who's running the show. That's why I'll put it. And here's what I mean by this. You know, uh, you can look around this world and it appears that at times 
that wicked or, or worldly people are having their way, doing what they want and getting away with it. Uh, and going contrary to God's will, or even opposing God at times. And there are times we may look and say, wow, why is this allowed to happen? Well, we can be certain of a few things. One, God is not overcome by any of this. And also, God is not asleep. I'll put it that way. He is not missing anything that's going on in this world. So if things are happening that we're unsure of, we can be certain that God is sure of what's taking place. And He's working through that in some way. Maybe we don't see it. Maybe we won't see it till years later, how God worked through that to bring about His will. But we can be certain that God is working to bring about His will in certain situations. So here's the encouragement for you from this here first point. Just hold on. Hold on. If you're going through a trial right now, or a difficulty, or if you look around the world, or look around a situation, and you're just discouraged a bit, uh, don't quit. Don't give up. Hold on and wait upon the Lord. Uh, I think Joseph had to do that on several occasions when he was in... Obviously, as a servant and later as a prisoner, he had to just wait upon God and not give up. So don't be discouraged first when your plans change. Don't be discouraged because that means God has other plans and he'll work things out. So don't be discouraged if your plans are changed because God's in control. And don't quit because things don't seem to be going your way at the moment. And maybe that God is just moving you over to a different place or a different location so He can bless you in a great way that you don't see yet, but God does. So let's just wait upon the Lord because God is the one who directs the plans. Next, I want you to consider this. God is the one who develops the person. Preparation. Preparation. You know, it's important to prepare. It's important to be prepared. I heard a story once. I don't think it's true. I'll, I'll start that off with that. I think it's a good illustration. A story of a gentleman who was, he, uh, was going to cut down some trees. He'd gotten this contract and he's going to go out and he was a lumberjack and he's going to cut down all these trees. I mean, it was a big area that he'd gotten the contract for. going to cut down these trees. And someone asked him, and said, well, how are you going to prepare for all this? How are you going to go do all this work? And he said, you only got three years to do it. What are you going to do? He said, well, I think I'll spend the first two years sharpening my axes. And I'll spend that last year cutting them all down. You know, the lesson there is preparation, getting prepared. Sometimes we just go and we don't prepare with God in mind. But we find here that God is able to prepare us for what he has for us. And that's what I want to talk about here. Let's go back to our passage. It says in verse 8, so now it was not you. He's telling his brothers, it's not you. Yeah, you, got, you did something wrong, but God worked through it. He says... God has sent me hither, and then it says, and he hath made me a father to Pharaoh. A father to Pharaoh. Now, he's not referring to like a, a, a like obviously paternal relationship. He's referring to like a counselor position. Pharaoh trusted him. Pharaoh looked to him for advice. Pharaoh put him in a position of leadership. He's saying, God put me here. This is what God had prepared me for. Now, let me give you some thoughts on preparation. I think a shepherd boy would probably find it difficult to lead a nation. I don't think a shepherd boy coming off the fields would have the experience probably needed to lead a place like Egypt. So if the Lord wanted Joseph to be a leader in Egypt, he would have to prepare him for that position. He'd have to get him ready. Now God can prepare us in many different ways. I know when I was in school, I used to... I mean, I tell you what, I prayed he'd give me all the answers. I found out he'd give them to me if I studied. He'd allow me to learn them. 
Uh, I found that out the hard way sometimes, but God works through us, and He blesses us through different situations, through efforts maybe, or through, uh, I guess, say circumstances. So, if God wanted Joseph in Egypt, He's going to prepare him uh, first to gain the position, to get the position. Now, this is a high position. And from all the study I've done, I'm not an expert in Egyptology, but from everything I've read, it wasn't a position that you would just go down and hand your resume in and apply for. It wasn't one of those positions where you thought, hey, I'm just going to make a career change. I'll go see if I can be second in command to Pharaoh. This was one of those appointed positions. You had to not only have, uh, I guess you say, uh, uh, an experience to do it, but you had to also have uh, the trust of the Pharaoh to get this position. So it, it was a difficult position to attain. But here's something to think about, too. It was a position that had to be kept. You know, there are times in life people can gain a position, and sometimes it's easier to get a position than it is to keep a position. Uh, you know, some people have gained a position only to find out, hey, they weren't prepared for it. Uh, they overwhelmed. They weren't ready. And so they had to step back or maybe even, unfortunately, be fired from that position because they didn't perform. And so he had to keep this position. In other words, he couldn't just get appointed. He had to prove he not only belonged there, but that he could stay there. God had to prepare him for this. God had to get him ready. And if Joseph failed, he'd be out. So he had to be prepared. You know, here's a thought for you. Joseph knew none of this, okay? He knew none of this at the time. He didn't know what lied ahead. He didn't know what position he was going to be in. Uh, So a good question here is, how do you prepare for that? How do you prepare for that which you do not know is going to take place? With God. That's the only answer I can give you. God knows tomorrow. God knows next week. God knows next year. And so we rely upon Him and we trust Him. Since He knows our future, He can prepare us for it. I think the greatest future is our eternity. John 3.16, For God so loved the world, He gave His only begotten Son. Whosoever believeth in Him should not perish, but have everlasting life. You know, God is prepared in eternity for those that put their faith in Him, in His Son, Jesus Christ. And that eternity is, is yours now, if you've accepted Christ as your Savior. Uh, this morning, I hope and pray everyone here is saved. You know, salvation is the most important decision you'll ever make in your life. And it's, it's just understanding you're a sinner. Understanding you've sinned against God. Understanding you can't save yourself. Nobody else can save you either because we're all in the same condition. And that you need a Savior. And that's why God sent His Son. And those that believe on Jesus, Bible teaches, uh, will be saved. In other words, that's, that's where it moves from understanding to faith. Where you say, you know, I know He's a Savior, but now I'm going to put my faith in Him. I'm going to repent of my sin and believe on Christ and be saved. And I hope and pray everyone here has made that decision. That's a personal decision that must be made. Uh, it's not between, you know, you're not going to go to heaven because your dad did or your mom did or your husband or wife or anyone else. You'll go because you made that decision. You've accepted Christ as your personal Savior. And that's something that can be done today if you haven't made that decision. Now, if you've made that decision, the Bible teaches you're saved. Uh, Romans 10.13 is one of my favorite verses. Whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. The reason why I say it's one of my favorites is because it applies to me. But I can share that with everyone else too. It doesn't matter who I come across in this world. I can tell them that. You call upon the name of the Lord, you shall be saved. God will save you. And God is in the saving business, so to speak. He saves souls. And so this morning, hope you're saved. If you've accepted Christ as your Savior, then your eternity is secure. Okay, you have eternal life because of Jesus Christ. And He is taking care of that. So here, this is what leads me to my next thought here. 
If God can take care of your eternal life, don't you think He can take care of life today on earth for you? Of course He can. He can take care of you right now. He can take care of you during whatever circumstances you're dealing with, whatever trials that may come into your life or troubles. God can take care of you through those, and He can provide and work through those. And that's what He did with Joseph here. The preparation, He's preparing him for something. Uh, I think He's preparing us also to glorify Him and, and also for the future. Here's the thought that I want to go to next, and that's the process. The process. Okay, he prepared him, but, but let me give you a few thoughts on how he did this. He did it through difficulties and trials, troubles, and hardships. Uh, I talked about planning. I don't plan my trials, by the way, or my troubles. Uh, I don't, if I was allowed to, I wouldn't have any. I'd be nice, a nice week, a nice month, a nice year. But unfortunately, God doesn't give us that choice, all right? We, we have those that come into our life. But here's the point. They're there for a reason. And God often works through those to prepare us for something that's coming or to strengthen us or to draw us closer to Him. Now, I want to give you some practical thoughts on what Joseph learned through his trials that he would need later. How about the language of Egypt and the culture of Egypt. You're, take, you're talking about a, a young man who's coming into a foreign country. If he's going to lead this country at some point or be one of the top leaders, he's going to have to know the language. He's going to have to know the culture. He's going to have to know the country itself. That's what he learned working there or as a servant. How, how about the laws of the country? If you're going to lead, you have no right and wrong in the nation. You don't want to make a mistake. And that's what he learned while he was, I believe, probably working under Potiphar there at his house, managing his estate. He learned the laws of the country. He learned the, the people of the country. He learned the Egyptians. You know, he, he got to the point where he was so, I guess you say, immersed into Egypt, that his brothers didn't recognize him when they arrived. They didn't recognize his appearance. They didn't recognize him when he was talking. It wasn't until he revealed himself to them that they recognized who he was. That tells us that he became an Egyptian. I mean, he really immersed himself in this new country he was at. God prepared him to be a leader in this country. Uh, here's a few others. How about the business of the country or the military, uh, the social, the political leaders? He had to know these people. and He probably met a lot of them while he was working for Potiphar. He had to gain business skills, planning, bookkeeping. We, we do know the Egyptians, they, they had administrative skills, bookkeeping, Leading, communicating with others. And more than anything else, he had to have confidence in this to be able to do his job. And that's what he had. Now, God didn't send him to a, a four-year college. Maybe he'll send you to a four-year college or give you a doctorate or something. God sent him through troubles and trials and taught him there in Egypt and prepared him for the work. Now, here's what we find is that Joseph learned what was needed for what God had for him. And Joseph was prepared to glorify God. So that's what God will do with us. Now he may not give you this same preparation because he may not want you to lead Egypt. But he'll prepare you for what he has for you. Have you ever thought about that? Whatever he has down the road, he'll prepare you for that. And if you need something and God wants you to have it, you're going to have it. Now he may prepare you through trials and through troubles. That's what happened through jo with Joseph. That's where he learned a lot of these things. 
But God will get you ready. And that's what's exciting about how the Lord works in our life, is that He develops us for the future. And so He prepared Joseph for this great work. And He prepares others for great works. Now, here's why this is important, as we wrap up this point here. It's important because during these difficult times that God is working in our lives, I think we have to remember two things that I believe God pays attention to. One, how about our, well, I'll call it our fervor in the work. You know, sometimes we get trials and troubles, it's easy to quit. We get discouraged. Or maybe we have the attitude of, uh, whatever, whatever happens, happens. Well, God's paying attention to how we react to these troubles and trials. And we find that Joseph behaved correctly. God was with him. He had fervor. Even when, even when he wasn't the, the leader of the country, he was still working faithfully. And that's the, the, the second one. How about faithfulness? Joseph was faithful to God in times of hardship. When everything was normal, when everything was just life, you know, God could trust him later when he was going to be a leader because he proved himself. And, and that's the challenge for us. We're going through trials and troubles and maybe God is just testing us to draw us closer to Him, develop our faithfulness, develop our faith, strengthen our faith, so we put more trust uh, in the Lord. Uh, we just want to make sure this: we don't quit, or we don't become complacent as we wait upon the, the Lord to work. And that's what can happen. I'm going to read you an illustration from the late G. Campbell Morgan. It's a, it's a, it's a his um, definition, I guess, or description on waiting on the Lord when going through difficulties or trials or for him to guide and direct. Uh, And here's what he said. He said, waiting for God is not laziness. Uh, Waiting for God is not going to sleep. Uh, Waiting for God is not the abandonment of effort. He says, waiting for God means, first, activity under command. Second, readiness for any new command that may come. And then third, the ability to do nothing until that command is given. And that's what waiting is. It's not that we're, we just stop serving. We don't stop serving the Lord. It means we are faithful where God's put us until God may put us somewhere else or lead us a different direction. Or if we're praying over something, we're faithful until He opens doors. And that's what we find with Joseph. He was faithful and God prepared him during this time. Here's my third thought here this morning and we'll get ready to wrap up our message today. Uh, The third one is that God is the one who determines the path. God determines the path. Uh, I like to think I determine the path sometimes. Uh, Or MapQuest, depending on where I'm going. But even then I found that God determines the path because there have been times I had everything planned out and then there's a detour I didn't know was there and I had to go a different direction and scramble and find out where I was. God determines the path. And here's two thoughts for you. How about the direction? The direction. What I mean by this is, if it were up to Joseph, he may have taken a different route to Egypt. I certainly would have, if I was given a choice. But God had a route that he wanted him to go. It was the route that God required. And since God wanted him to go, it was the best way to go. And that's my thought for you this morning, is if God wants you to go through trials or troubles... That's where God wants you. That's where God's going to bless you. And that's where God's going to work uh, in your life. And that's where God will be glorified through your life. Now, this can be difficult. Okay, I, I just tell you, it can be difficult because nobody wants trials and troubles. Uh, let's look back at Genesis 40. Genesis chapter 40. 
And I'll point out something to you because Joseph is one of those men, we don't read of any, what we would call, sin. You know, he, he was a morally upright man. He was a good man. Good picture of a, of a testimony. Some point to him as being a picture of Christ. But, but there is a passage in here where I think we, here's the way I put it, we can see some, the human side of Joseph. Okay? Uh, it's in Genesis chapter 40. Uh, and we find here he's in the, the prison. He has interpreted the dream of the butler who is going to be eventually set free. And here in verse 14 he says, this is Joseph speaking, But think on me, when it shall be well with thee, and show me kindness, I pray thee unto me. Make mention of me unto Pharaoh, and bring me out of this house. For indeed I was stolen away out of the land of the Hebrews, and here also have I done nothing that they should put me into the dungeon. We have a moment of what I would call humanness with Joseph. He looks and he says, Okay, you're going to be set free. Don't forget me. I don't deserve to be here. Please speak on my behalf so I can get out. I don't want to be in prison anymore. I'm ready to be set free. And then if you look at the end of the chapter here, it says in verse 23, it says, Yet did not the chief butler remember Joseph, but forgot him. Forgot him. Okay. So he says, please don't forget me. And he forgot him. He forgot him. He's set free. He's been, I guess they promoted again. The butler has. And instead of speaking on Joseph's behalf, he forgot Joseph. And two years passed. I, I imagine maybe Joseph sat in prison maybe for a week and said, Oh, I can't wait till I see that, that butler or someone's going to come set me free. Uh, a month passed. He said, Well, I wonder what happened. I'm sure after a while he probably said, You know what? I think I've been forgotten. Uh, and it probably sunk in. I'm not going to be set free. Uh, we're not given any of Joseph's thoughts during this time. But I, I can tell you, I'd probably be a little discouraged. Two more years. Two more years. He didn't know how long. He, 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 was, he didn't have that information. We know now that it was two more years. But let me just share this with you. God brought him out of that prison at the right time. That's my thought. What if Joseph had been set free when he wanted to be set free? Two years earlier. What would have he done? I know it's a hypothetical, or hypothetical question, but what would have he done? Maybe he would have went back to try to find his family. Uh, we can be certain of this. He wouldn't have been promoted to the position that he was going to be given later. Maybe he just would have went on and lived life. But here it is. God brought him out at the right time. Timing is everything. People say that all the time. Timing is everything. Well, God's always on time. And so if you are in the midst of a difficulty or trial, or, or you don't see the end of something, God sees it, just wait. And with Joseph here, that's what happened. God brought him out at the right time, where he'd be promoted. He'd be put in a position of leadership right before this, this famine would come into the land, and he'd have a position where he'd work, and God would bless him. So this morning, I encourage you, don't get ahead of God. Don't just go do what you want to do. Wait on Him. Let Him lead. And when He leads, you'll go in the right direction. And you'll go at the right time. And that leads me to my final thought here, the destination. Uh, you know, Joseph arrived where the Lord wanted him. He got in the right country, by the way. Uh, he didn't go over to Libya. He didn't end up in Syria. Uh, you know, the United States wasn't around at the time. Uh, but he didn't end up way over there. He ended up in Egypt where God wanted him. He got in the right place at the right time. Now, there were some detours along the way, but he was faithful, and God worked through those detours. And the Lord blessed and kept his word. Now, the, the promises or the dreams he was given was that he'd be the, the leader or the head of his family. 
Have you ever had blessings in your life where you look back and say, Wow, God has blessed me more than I deserve. God has given me blessings that I didn't even ask for. Now think of Joseph. He was told he'd be the leader of his family, and guess what? He was. But he was also the leader of a multitude of families. He was the one who directed in setting aside all that food so that people could live and not starve during that famine. You see, God put him in a position of leadership and blessed him in a great way. You know, the Lord can get you where He wants you. The Lord can get you where He wants you. Where is that? Uh, I don't know. You may not know right now where God's going to take you in the future. But you can be certain of a couple things. God knows. He knows where He wants you. And God can get you there. You walk with Him and He will get you where He wants you. Obviously, eternity is where we're going. But here on earth, God can take you where He wants you to be. And God can be glorified in your life or through your life. Uh, This morning, I'm going to give you three thoughts to think on as we conclude our, our lesson or our message. So, what can you do today concerning this? I'm going to give you some practical thoughts. What can you do today? First, you can walk with God. Walk with God. Live for Him no matter where He takes you. You know, in the New Testament, when the early church was persecuted, the Bible says that they they spread out everywhere. But they took the gospel with them. Uh, So no matter where God takes you, I hope it doesn't take you anywhere. I'm grateful you're here this morning, and I'm glad you live in the area. But if He takes you somewhere else, even if it's on vacation, uh, the Lord, walk with Him wherever you find yourself. Uh, Walk with Him wherever work takes you. Walk with Him wherever you go. That's what Joseph did. He remained faithful to God. He walked with the Lord. Uh, Second, work with and for God. In other words, whatever he has for you to do. And by the way, I do believe that God has put you in your profession for a reason. Okay, If you're walking with God in your life, not everyone is called to the same profession. Uh, God gives us different skills and different talents and different gifts and different abilities. And wherever God has placed you, you can glorify God right there. And you can be a witness for God there. You can be a testimony for the Lord. And God can work through you in a great way. So wherever God has taken you or wherever He's placed you, will work for Him. In other words, whatever He has for you to do, do it with all your might for Him. For His glory and for His honor. If you're a lawyer, you be the best lawyer you possibly can for God's glory now that may be a challenge for some lawyers I don't know but you be the best you can for God's glory you're a doctor you be the best doctor you can for God's glory you work in construction you be the best construction worker you can for God's glory it doesn't matter what you do if God has put you there you be the best you can for God that will help you through your day by the way because there are going to be days you may not want to do your best for someone else uh, or what's going on but you can say you know what I'm going to do it for God and for His glory Joseph was faithful where he was. Everywhere he went, obviously the Lord is with him, but he put his might into it and he excelled. And God blessed him. Here's the final one. Uh, Wait upon God. Just wait. Wait upon God. Always be willing to wait upon God. Whether it's for direction, whether it's for wisdom, you're seeking wisdom, uh, whether it's for preparation for something. Be willing to wait upon God. And when God leads, follow. You've been listening to the preaching of Pastor Ramirez of Central Baptist Church of Little Rock, Arkansas. We hope today's message encouraged you. If you would like more information about Pastor Ramirez or Central Baptist Church, please visit our website, centralbaptistchurch.org. 
Thank you for listening today. Be sure to join us again for another message from God's Word.